Black Americans throw a racist fit over white Miss Zimbabwe. Mr. Reagan. Remember to buy my Trump mugshot mugs and hats and shirts and all that stuff. Uh, or even just my regular Mr. Reagan stuff. It helps the channel and it makes you look awesome. All right. Now, some people complain that I am a little late with the news. Uh, and yeah, I'm late with this story for sure. But you know what? I look into these stories. It takes me some time to post the videos. But look, that's because I'm really not all that interested in reporting the news. I'm not. Other people can report the news. Now, look, if I think there's something that's been underreported, okay, yes, I'll probably amplify that story. But usually, I want to present my take on a story, and sometimes that takes a bit of time to research. And in this case, while researching the story of this girl, I basically discovered the history of the country of Rhodesia, now Zimbabwe. And let me tell you, what I have learned is fascinating because it directly relates to our current situation here in America. It's a harsh lesson in the dangers of anti-colonialism, socialism, multiculturalism, equity, racial justice, and reparations. Everything the left is currently advocating was advocated for in Rhodesia, and they got it all, and it destroyed their entire country. All right, so our story begins here with this girl. This is the winner of Miss Zimbabwe. And some black people are losing their minds. All right, let me just read you some quotes. Most of these come from Twitter. Uh, These are people, uh, but also I think some from Instagram. These are people that are just pissed off, black women in particular, but black men as well, uh, who are pissed off because uh, Ms. Ms. Zimbabwe sorry, is white. I'll get to all this in one moment. First, of course, I have to sell you something. Do you want to take control of your financial future, but you don't know where to start? Noble Gold Investments understands. Investing in precious metals may sound confusing, but the team at Noble Gold Investments, they make it easy. Let's hear from some actual Noble Gold Investments customers. One customer says, the staff answered all my questions and helped me every step of the way. Another says, no pressure sales tactics, just honest guidance. And finally, securing my future is less stressful thanks to Noble Gold's expertise. So look, don't settle for financial uncertainty. They will suggest options and see if you can diversify into gold and silver. Right now, Noble Gold Investments is offering a free five ounce silver America the Beautiful bullion coin for qualified accounts. Don't settle for financial uncertainty. Noble Gold Investments has an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau and countless five-star reviews. Why wait? Go to noblegoldinvestments.com right now, noblegoldinvestments.com, the only gold company that I trust. All right, so one person wrote, all these beautiful melanated women and you're telling me the European woman won a contest for black people? One chick on Twitter hypothesized that Brooke Brock Jackson, that's the name of this woman who won the contest here, that she won because the president of the Miss Universe competition is white. Well, she certainly doesn't ensure that all the Miss Universe winners uh, from every country are white, but whatever, you lunatic. Somebody else wrote, She had the audacity to say that she's a purebred Zimbabwean. I have no words. Yeah, I do. What the whole F? (laughs) Yeah, you can be white and be born and bred in Zimbabwe. That is a legitimate thing. That's a real thing that happens. Uh, Just like you can be black and be born in America. That also happens. All right, now somebody else wrote, Africans need to know that we've not gotten to that level of equality. Don't be fooled. We will still be the one to suffer. Diversity and inclusivity are just words to these people. Trust me. What do you mean, these people? What do you mean, you people? Somebody else wrote, she may may hold a Zimbabwean ID, but she resonates British vibes. (laughs) When we talk about Miss Zimbabwe, it should be about a woman radiating the authentic Zimbabwean spirit. (laughs) These people are horrible. Imagine if I said that about a black American or a black woman in England or even a black woman here 
where I'm staying in Sweden. She resonates African vibes. When we talk about Miss America, it should be about a woman res- uh, radiating the authentic American spirit. I, I don't think I'd be allowed back in the country. I mean, we have really created a viciously hateful culture in America. But I will get to that in a second. I have a couple of uh, more of these nasty tweets to read you. Somebody wrote, it's a no for me on 2023 Miss Universe Zimbabwe. I do not find her representative of the Zimbabwean woman at all. This idea of a Barbie beauty has gone on too long without a challenge. This is an assault on Zimbabwean women. And then somebody else writes, so Miss Universe Zimbabwe has not been a pageant for 22 years. So I guess they didn't have a Miss Zimbabwe for 22 years. And then they write, then when it comes back, it has to be a colonizer as its face. And and according to one article that I read about all this, some people were quoted as saying, so disappointed to see these colonizers representing an African country. Another wrote, my ancestors are rolling in their graves. And another wrote, this is sad and disgusting. Do you all have to be the face of everything? Have you looked at an ad campaign anywhere in the US or Europe, lady? We are literally the face of nothing anymore. In fact, even with regard to beauty pageants, black women win these contests all the time in white countries and everybody celebrates it. This chick wins and it's racist colonialism or whatever. Now, let's be clear. These are not black Zimbabweans complaining. These are primarily black Americans. Miss Zimbabwe has praised the country of Zimbabwe for being a colorblind nation. Racism, she says, is not really a thing in Zimbabwe. It's a biracial paradise with the black and white residents respecting each other in equal measure. Look, Elaine, the black and white cookie. Two races of flavor living side by side in harmony. And now I looked into this, and maybe Miss Zimbabwe is right. Maybe they are a racial utopia. Because as I said, these black racists criticizing Miss Zimbabwe, they all seem to be Americans. And that's the real irony here. In America, we are supposed to be the civilized country. America is supposed to have risen above the ugly primitive biases like racism. We're supposed to have a sophisticated appreciation for all races and cultures and religions, and yet we've allowed a despicable culture, a primitive, hateful culture to develop here in America, a culture of vile racism. And we don't just tolerate racism in America, we encourage it. Yes, you can be racist in American society today. Viciously, horribly racist, and nobody cares, just so long as your vicious, nasty racism is targeted at white people. But not everybody is complaining. This chick uh, had just about the best take that I have seen on this story. Now I know there's a lot of people have a problem with who won this title, mainly because of her skin color. But I don't want to hear jack shit. Not after y'all turned this into this and nobody could say a peep. And not after you guys created this make-believe story about Cleopatra. But it's not just skin color. Look at who won Miss Netherlands this year. Yes, that's a trans woman. Also, this crown looks freaking amazing on me. So now here's the weird thing about Zimbabwe in 2023. Essentially, the white Zimbabweans are perceived by black Zimbabweans as superior. Now, if you're from Zimbabwe, maybe this is wrong. Write me in the comment section below. I'm, I'm not exactly sure. I was just reading stuff on Reddit that people were writing. But in the discussions that I read about this online, some people really want to attribute this perception of white people by black people in Zimbabwe to some kind of residual brainwashing from the colonial era in which the white Rhodesians held power. But for one thing, I've watched a number of videos at the time of the race war in Rhodesia, and 
you know, th- this was the war that resulted in the presidency of one of the most corrupt and incompetent dictators in history, Mugabe. And at that time, before the black population took over, there was quite a lot of resentment and hatred toward the white Rhodesians. So if this racial conditioning theory were to be accurate, black Rhodesians would have had to perceive whites as superior during the colonial period, grown to resent and hate them, and then somehow reverted back to their racial conditioning. And I don't see that how that would have been possible at all. Uh, more likely, I suspect, that the black residents of Zimbabwe recognized that their country, under the current rule of black Zimbabweans, whatever, I mean, it's a disaster, right? It's a disaster. Zimbabwe currently offers a quality of life that is among the lowest in the entire world. And the white Zimbabweans, they are actually considered superior by black Zimbabweans, not simply because they're white, but I think because they're wealthy and educated. And anytime you have a wealthy, educated person who like visits a restaurant, right? An establishment, goes to shop for cars, anything, anywhere in the world, they will almost inevitably be treated better than the ordinary clientele because that establishment wants that wealthy person to spend a lot of money there. This is a natural set of circumstances. If all those within a white minority in Zimbabwe are rich, relatively speaking, they're all gonna be treated well and perceived to be superior than the average population. It's not because they're white, it's because they're rich. It's not white privilege, as they say, it's wealth privilege. And in reading about this, I did learn about cultural splits between the black Zimbabweans as well. And if you are a light-skinned black Zimbabwean, or if you're wealthy or educated, or you're a business owner, they call you Marungu. And this is this is a word that they use for white people, right? They call white people Marungu. So if you're black and you're successful, or you're educated, or you seem in some way in line with the whites, they call you Marungu. Uh, and when they use it toward a black Zimbabwean, it's derogatory. It's used to suggest that they've sold out to their white colonist overlords, much like the term Uncle Tom is used here in America. So when it comes to Miss Zimbabwe, the black Zimbabweans, they seem to be proud that she's their winner representing their country. It's the vicious American black women who seem to have a problem. And this is an issue that I brought up many times, but nobody seems to care. We have a massive racism problem in America. And that problem is that a lot of black Americans are viciously racist against white people. And it's just getting worse. And we do nothing to combat this. But when I said that the situation in Zimbabwe is relevant to the U.S., this is actually not what I was talking about. Because if you look into Zimbabwe for a little vacation getaway, you will very quickly change your mind. And that's because Zimbabwe is a filthy hellscape. I mean, it's not nearly as bad as Liberia or, I don't know, downtown LA, but it's definitely not good. And the social upheaval that led to this current state of Zimbabwe, well, that movement is almost identical to the leftist movement here in America today. The history of Zimbabwe is fascinating and tragic. As I said at the top of the show, it's a harsh lesson in the dangers of anti-colonialism, socialism, multiculturalism, equity, racial justice, and reparations. In America and in Europe, we have a very strict anti-racist ethic. If we perceive any racial inequality or injustice in the world, we condemn it. But dealing with conflicting cultures can be difficult in some regions. And, and in the case of Rhodesia, dealing with the aspirations of black Africans in a country governed by a white minority was not as straightforward as the American or European opinion at the time would have led one to believe. Rhodesia was governed by Ian Smith. This guy has been widely dismissed as an evil racist and a segregationist. But I don't know. I, I watched interviews with this guy. And if you have an entire population of people who have no Western education, they will probably have trouble integrating into regular society. There was apparently some de facto segregation implemented in Rhodesia while he was prime minister, despite his denials of it. And, you know, we look at that and we automatically say, oh, that's racist. That's evil. But, you know, I'm not so sure. They removed this segregation after the transition to the new black government 
and the country quickly went to hell. So I don't know, maybe Ian Smith knew what he was doing after all. The terrible thing about the Rhodesia story is that we don't want to believe that this is what happens. No one who believes in equality and justice for all racial groups within a society wants to believe that when races are integrated and cultures are made to coexist, that this will destroy a society. We want to believe that it will create a multicultural utopia, but it's just not always the case. During the leadership of Ian Smith, black Rhodesians organized into terror cells and paramilitary groups, and they attacked innocent white farmers, brutally executing them and taking their land. The Rhodesian military fought these terrorists back, of course, but there were far more black Rhodesians than white Rhodesians, and the black terrorists, with military support from communist China, by the way, and with moral support from the West, because, I don't know, racism or something, these black Rhodesians essentially won the war to take over Rhodesia. I mean, it's a little more complicated than that, but basically the whites were driven out of power. The leader of the incoming socialist government was a guy called Robert Mugabe. Like all Marxist leaders, this guy was essentially a con artist. He's like, we're going to be an awesome country. This new black government is going to rule without any bias or bigotry of any kind. White people are going to be treated just the same as black people in our Marxist utopia. We are non-racialist in our approach. That is, we regard as an, an individual as an indivi individual, and that... Uh, Everybody must be accorded his full political rights, whether he be white or black, educated or uneducated, rich or poor. And this is exactly why we are at the moment struggling to earn for our people one man, one vote. Of course, Zimbabwe quickly became one of the most racist governments on the planet, essentially favoring blacks and disenfranchising whites. In the 1990s, they seized farmland owned by successful and productive white farmers and gave it to blacks who knew nothing about farming. This became known as the Fast Track Land Reform Program, stealing property from whites in order to redistribute it to blacks in the name of equity. So you can pretty well guess what happened next. Oh, that's right, the same thing that happens in every socialist country, famine. So now, under the control of black farmers who had literally no idea what they were doing, farms throughout Zimbabwe quickly became derelict and just stopped producing anything. The country went from one of the highest producing agricultural regions in Africa to a country with chronic food shortages, relying on foreign aid just to feed their own people. The problem became so bad that in 2022, the government had to start repossessing the land that they had given to the black farmers. The government was like, you know what? Maybe we messed up there. Sorry, black dude that we gave land to. We're going to need that land back. But the racist reforms weren't the only disaster in Zimbabwe. Basically, their entire economy collapsed under the new regime. According to Wikipedia, this is just, I don't even understand this. Inflation was 89.7 sextillion percent year on year by 2008. I, I don't even know what that means. That number is so high, I, I, I don't even understand that number. But here's an example of Zimbabwean currency. This is a real note for 100 trillion Zimbabwean dollars. Their money became essentially worthless and the whole country plunged into dire poverty. Rhodesia was a nice country in the old days. It had its problems. It was not perfect, but it was a nice country. And now the country is a hellscape. Something must have died here. These guys want to show us how they live here. They wash their clothes here. No, they wash themselves here. It's like a bathroom. This guy is completely stoned. Look at him. Nobody cares. And this is where they cook, some fish, 
All because of the same ideas that the left is advocating for today in America. Socialism, equality, racial justice, and reparations. And now today we have a situation in which a pretty girl who happens to look white is mercilessly criticized on social media simply because she's white. This is the society that we've created. Now, I'm happy that it's socially unacceptable to criticize a black person for their race. I think that this is a good social standard. A Mexican, an Iranian, an Indian, an Asian, to criticize any of them for their race would be entirely unacceptable in America or Europe today. I think that's correct. I think that's right. I think that's how it should be. But to criticize a white woman for being white, oh, that's fine. People seem to think that that's a perfectly reasonable thing to do. They seem to think that there is no social consequence for this. And you know what? They're right. There isn't. They won't lose their job for that. They won't be criticized. They, they might even be praised for it. We have this strange idea, we white people, well, white people on the left anyway, this strange idea that we owe other people something, that we owe anyone with darker skin pigment, we owe them something. And I don't think this has anything to do with slavery or Jim Crow or civil rights or any of that. I think this has to do with our success as a race. Many people will be uncomfortable to hear such a thing, but it's true that as a race, if you are to categorize people that way, which is a bit silly, I think, but this this is something I think people definitely do naturally. We categorize people by race because it's obvious, you know, we're different races. And so as a race, white people are the most successful race in history. And we're not allowed to say that, but that's true. Certainly, you can look at the dominance of Asians in education, the dominance of black people in many athletic disciplines, and you can say, Yeah, these are amazing people. But white people developed all of Western civilization, a standard that has taken over the entire world. Those who do not enjoy this standard aspire to it. And so I think that white people, especially leftists, but even many of us on the right, we sip our coffees comfortably in cafes, as I did whilst I was writing this script for this very video. We sit there in elegant leather chairs, our little tablet computers perched on a little round industrial designed table. We're getting a little bit of work done, sipping our cappuccinos and scrolling through Twitter with, you know, thousand dollar iPhones. We have this luxurious little moment and then we watch a documentary, a documentary about the life of people in Liberia or Zimbabwe, or the struggles of the women in Iran, or the plight of the Venezuelans in the socialist hellscape of their home country. And then we go, I feel bad. I feel like I don't deserve this. How did I get so lucky? But instead of taking action to fight socialism around the world, or to improve the lives of those people in other practical ways, instead, we open our borders and we invite them all in while protesting with communist organizations like Black Lives Matter and advocating for legislation to turn our own country into the same socialist hellscape from which we want to save these people. And we say, if you look down on these people, if you criticize these people, even if you you refuse to agree to let them sneak into your country illegally, well, then you are an evil racist. And okay, we can debate the boundaries of what is racist and what isn't, but let's be consistent. If we're going to call something racist when a white person does it, we've got to call it racist when a black person does it. And there must be equal consequences. Either people get fired for being racist degenerates or we ignore it. You know what? I don't really mind one way or another. I don't care which way this society decides to go. I just want everybody to be consistent. But that is not the world we live in. We have created a society with an extreme double standard because of the cancer of white guilt. White Americans, white Europeans, we do have this innate white guilt. It's irrational and it's pointless, and yet we have it. Okay, but let's use that to help the world in a rational and effective way. Let's not let it 
drive us into self-destructive policies. Let's not turn America into Zimbabwe. Let's help turn Zimbabwe into America. And while we're at it, let's make America great again. Well, that's it for me. Now go buy my t-shirts and hats. And remember, it's not that the liberal friends are ignorant. It's just they know so much. That is not so. Good night. If nothing in life is worth dying for, when did this begin? Should Moses have told the children of Israel to live in slavery under the pharaohs? Should Christ have refused the cross? The martyrs of history were not fools. And our honored dead who gave their lives to stop the advance of the Nazis didn't die in vain.